genre. Ahoy, nerds. Welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics today. I'm your host, Adam Sheehan, and I'm here today with, once again, an abridged panel of co-hosts. We got Sean Petit. What's going on? And RJ Vite. hey yo. Uh, Casey's not here because uh, she's... She's got the flu. I'm really starting to think she just doesn't like doing this with us. Yeah, she just she's just like, like yeah, fuck nah. it. I don't I want to deal with those dudes today. <laughs> nah, well we we hope she's feeling better. Um, as a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we're gonna ruin them for you. I'm also gonna give you some uh, timestamps in the episode description. Our top stories today are Hawkeye Freefall number two by Matt Rosenberg and Otto Schmidt, and X Force number six by Ben Percy and Joshua Kassara. Nailed it. There it is. You uh, you threw me off guard by saying ahoy today. I know. I threw oh, myself off guard. Loved like, it. I guess I'm saying ahoy. I guess that's, we're, pirate. we're all pirates thing now. That's happening. That would have been better last week. Yeah. We covering Kate, marauders. Kate has inspired us to become <laughs> pirates and speak we're a, pirates. We are a pirate podcast now. Uh, I can get behind that. We only cover pirate-themed books. Yeah. I mean, we'd have to do this way less often. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yes. It'd free up my schedule tremendously. <laughs> we also don't pirate books. We don't. Uh, no. If Donnie Cates is listening. Yeah, it's a book's about pirates, not pirating books. So let's be Just clear. Just gotta make that. Yeah. I keep all my comics in a treasure chest. Don't add us. Oh um, my god. Yeah. That would be great. Like, if you're like long and short boxes were like treasure chests. No, it sounds awful. Open them up. Sounds like an OCD like, nightmare. Like this is my treasure. No? All right. That's just me. Just maybe aesthetically pleasing. Sounds like a lot of damaged books. Probably. <laughs> I, anything with a hinge, good. Dude, you, you must be in a constant state of panic when you're in this office. No, because it's as bad as my room. It's just, I'm just in a constant state of panic. <laughs> no, but I mean like the way I keep my books around. Yeah, but I have books like that too. Like I have a, I have a long box here that has that is completely filled with non-bagged aborted books. Oh well, that yeah no. <laughs> now he's in panic. Yeah, you have officially uh. put him into panic mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a monster. Yeah, uh, apparently. I'm not even sorry. <laughs> and, and you shouldn't be. It's okay. It's just gotten to the point where you're just not sorry anymore. No, it, it, <laughs> yeah, you, it used to bug the hell out of me, and then I'm like, I'm not going to change. Yeah. So why fight it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. All right, Sean, all right. Let's talk uh, about some comics. Kick us off here. All right, so I am going to go talk about uh, another Boom Studios production. Uh, Something is killing the children. It's killing five. Children? I'm so behind on this book, and it's so great. And it's I'm I'm missing good. out. I believe this is the end of the arc, so you might be able to catch up for a little bit. Oh, cool. Uh, I think it's ongoing, but if it, at least it feels like the end of the arc. <laughs> um, it's uh, James Tynan, right? We've just James Tynan, Tynan or Tynan. I think it's Tynan. Tynan? James Tynan IV and uh, Werther Deladera uh, doing the art. So uh, just a quick recap. Uh, there's just people in a small town and something is killing all of the children. <laughs> Done. <laughs> that, that seems self-explanatory. So there's the one kid kind of like he feels like he almost like wielded into existence. He was like the lead. So he's getting bullied because he thinks that he all everyone in town thinks he like lured them to the woods and got all his friends killed. So he's like... I need to do something to fix this because all my friends got murdered. And everyone thinks I did it. So he's having a bad time. And then this other, wo- this woman shows up, Erica, and is like, I'm gonna kill these monsters. So he's like, I, I want to help. And 
as they go throughout and figure this out, one of the guys in the town was like, this girl definitely killed all the kids. She just came out of nowhere. All these, all these children are dying and, uh, no one knows who she is. And she's walking around town with like a machete. So like thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't look great. And he, he lost his sister. So like you killed my sister. So picks up, this book picks up where they have basically, uh, this guy has followed the kid and Erica into the woods and she's found like the cave where the monster lives. And it ended with this guy confronting her with the monster looming behind him so not a great situation <laughs> so it kind of picks up with the talking octopus st- st- stuffed animal kind of like goading the kid basically saying this is all your fault this is all your fault like but you can go help if you like pick up a weapon just kind of when my stuffed octopi do that yeah very rude it's <laughs> a very rude octopus <laughs> stuffed animal um basically saying this is all your fault your friends are dead because of you so like really kind of goading him i don't for whatever reason and then it cuts to the Erica and this guy basically in a standoff and behind the guy is this enormous monster and she's like you don't know what's going on he's like no I do he's like no you seriously do not know what is going on you need to and she's got a chainsaw and like a glo- like a like one of those like cavern glow sticks so she can see but he can't see the monster but she can for some reason and he's and he's got a gun he's like I'm going to shoot you He's like it's the worst no, rave. It's like, ever. No, seriously, move. <laughs> so it kind of ensues where he, she just kind of completely ignores him as a threat and just starts going after uh, the monster. And it, it shows like a really cool. The art uh, really sets the tone and the mood because like she, you, there's a couple panels where she's fighting the monster. And then it cuts back, and you can see that there's nothing there, but you can see the blood. But she gets hit, so it's like what he's seeing. It just looks like she, she's fighting nothing. So it's a very cool way to kind of show that, like, as far as this guy's concerned, she's just waving a chainsaw at the air and, like, getting hit by something. Like, she just has no idea what's going on. Like shadow boxing. Yeah, but, like, with actual monsters. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it kind of goes on back and forth, back and forth. So the, the guy with the gun is, like, it's kind of fed up. He's like, yo, you killed my sister and shoots towards her and the monster. and um. And they get in a tussle, and then it kind of turns back, and the kid that the sock puppet was goading uh, is sitting there holding his stomach, just saying, I've been shot now. So he shot the kid. Damn. Yeah. And now the woman is like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's this giant monster. You're you're just not listening, and now this kid's got shot in the gut. So she kind of takes over. Is like, all right, this is what's going to happen. You're going to take this kid. We're going to save it. And the kind of the crux here to get him on uh she's like you need to understand you need to listen and then they actually see a pile of bodies um one of which is the the guy's sister uh and like there's actually a kid a young girl that is still alive that this monster took so there's a one someone's still alive and this guy's sister's body is just yeah and she's like we've been here forever yeah so like he finally like realized oh my god it's like like something's going on here right and then she Something's killing the children. Something is killing the children, correct. And this is kind of where That's they what's um, going on. This is this is where they kind of open up the world a little bit. I think this is where he's gonna try to expand into the universe a little bit more. Like so she's like, I'm gonna do something to you so you can like calm down and help me. So she kind of like takes this like green box cutter looking thing and just like stabs him in the eye. 
Yeah, that'll calm you right down. And he was like, he's like, no, or he's like, you do. And that's that was basically his reaction. He's like, you, you stabbed me. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then he has like this vision of like this council with like glowing eyes, and like they have the bandanas, like she does. So it's like, like maybe like clans or something. But like, I guess he has like the sight now. They also he, all have stuffed animals. Yes, they all have stuffed so, animals. One of which is like a little giraffe. There's a little bunny, a monkey. Oh, look, like a little bull. This one's a little teddy bear. Little, so little plushy pals. Yeah, they, <laughs> little plushy pals. Little telepathic plushy pals. Um, and then immediately after that, he can see the monster, and it was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> so then immediately he kind of kicks in the action. He grabs a kid. They run out and leaves her to fight the monster. So eventually he, they get back to the car. They take the, they they drive the kid. They're kind of ex- and they bring the kid that survived, and they kind of get them to the hospital. And then there was a cop out there that she clonked over the head because she was getting followed by a bunch of people. Because uh, like she's just walking around town like super suspicious. Um, so they end up all going to the hospital while she's just in the cave dueling this monster with a chainsaw. And it was pretty awesome. She's like, like flipping upside down. Yeah, and... it was really cool. Like the Man. art, uh, just like can't say enough. And she has like this bandana has like a like like a just a mask or like teeth and it's like it looks really cool uh so at the end kids going to the hospital at the end she's walking around she, uh, apparently she keeps her phone in her little uh in her little bag you know right where her octopus is and is talking to somebody and explains that this monster that they killed was a mother and it had children and they have to go hunt all of the yeah. child monsters down so, and that's kind of where the issue, it feels like, again, like the, so the, uh, the, the children are killing the children. Kill. <laughs> that's what killing, killing the children, the children. Uh, the, the children are killing, uh, the children. Mystery solved. So, but this is another one, um, super tense is like, it's one of those, like you kind of have to read the art really sets a good tone. It's, uh, a good journey. Good. Great. I'm assuming first arc here. Um, and then at the end, he kind of opens up the world. I, I, I'm really enjoying this one. It's the one to catch up on for sure. I think it would be really good in trade for sure. Um, I'm, I'm guessing they'll definitely release one. But uh, this is definitely one worth picking up if you kind of like monster, monster huntery type books. Um, you know, I do like monster hunters. Yeah. Yeah. It, and that's, a, that's what it feels like. Yeah. It just feels like a monster hunter book. It's great. So I, it sounds like there's going to be a lot more monsters or there's like a whole cabal of monster hunters or something. Who knows? I like cabals, too. You're a cabalman? Yeah. All right. A cabal. <laughs> cabal, man. I, Me, I prefer a good cabal. I like the occasional cabal. Yeah. Like, it's, what if you're not a cabal, like, what are you even doing? You know, <laughs> why are you even wasting my time? Uh, yeah, but definitely um, go pick up something's cool and shit again boom studios with another good book Join uh, your local cabal <laughs> go find a local cabal somewhere uh, sure they got ads in the paper yeah how does one join a cabal <laughs> i think you just it, make your own yeah you gotta start your own yeah, you yeah that's we're, we're, we're changing the facebook group it's the uh tales of the short box listener cabal now <laughs> go find us on facebook that's fantastic uh yeah so that's my first pick uh it was pretty great um i'm excited to see more out of it and uh yeah boom kind of crushing it right now nice loving it that's all i got all right it's rj's turn no what book are you doing first i quit 
<laughs> uh, I've got Black Stars above number three. You, by Lonnie Nadler, and Jenna Chaw. You brave, brave man. Good luck. Okay, um, I'm gonna do. I'll. I think we should try to. We talked about this a little off mic on how we want to cover it. I think we should try to keep it as high level as we possibly can. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, thousand foot view. This yeah. book is creepy. And that's it. That's it. That's the review. <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah, that's He's about the wrong. long and short oh, God. of it. Um, yeah, the, the main character is in the cabin. <laughs> the, the, done <laughs> we did it um, yeah you, you were showing me this book off mic and there's just pages and pages of just text which you know it's fine i can read books but it's I can't. <laughs> but it's all in cursive and it's all in like fancy hard to read and, cursive. yeah and the way they did uh, so i read the uh the eyes looked like l's to me and i got really confused reading. Yeah. it took me a while to figure yeah. out i'm like oh he's the saying eyes look I like lot. l's and the b's look like g's yeah was, i'm already like mildly dyslexic that's <laughs> just it was yeah, too yeah forget it. it took me a lot longer to read eight pages of text than it had i had any right i <laughs> i legit read it out loud that might have been better more effective than i was like i kept getting confused i was like why does he keep writing l's like what the hell is this dude talking about yeah <laughs> it took me a minute to figure out what letters were which because yeah i haven't looked at cursive and God knows how long. Because we got past that. We're better We've now. We've evolved. Yeah. As, as a, we have a better way of communicating now. As a species. Now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, it's like, I want a Google Translate button for that. <laughs> Just for cursive. Just for cursive. That's fantastic. So, yeah. Let's do what we can, RJ. Uh, all right. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, it picks off last issue where uh, the main character, uh, Eulalie, right? Is that... Yeah, I think so. Um, that sounds right. Uh, well, so she she's in this cabin, and uh, there's all these uh these these kooky people. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, they're weird. Yeah, there's the one guy's yeah. in a uh like a sleeping bag near the near a fire. Who look? It looks like in a very bad way. Like he's just like laying yeah. on the floor. Like doesn't well, he doesn't have move. a limb, right? Doesn't he's missing a, a hand, I yeah. believe. Yes. Um. They do this these cool panels though where it's like him looking up at her and his uh dialogue boxes are inverted. Yeah, which made it uh reading reading it digitally made it hard to read them because if I yeah. flip it, it's just gonna turn <laughs> the page. So you, wanna, you wanna read eight pages of cursive and things upside down. Yeah, it's like yeah, oh man, my god. Like, like fuck that. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> I like I understand this is a good book, but like you're going out of your way to make it difficult. To I read. do appreciate like when they take advantage of a medium in a certain way. Like, but yeah, like <laughs> at a certain point, it does become frustrating. <laughs> so uh, she's talking a lot about like um, how she's being compelled to write because uh, there all these uh, narration boxes, which are also in cursive. Um, <laughs> they're they're like just talking about how like she needs to get words down. And that how everything she's written before is kind of like haunting her. Um, and then uh, she also talks about the entries before her, but uh, that, that gets like crossed out. And um, so you, you can kind of piece together by the fact that there's a whole, there's like whole journal entries in here that she's continuing the, the journal that the guy is writing um, yeah that, so there's that she just finds later yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. I, I, I don't know how much of the book I can go into because it's just a lot to cover. So but. I think like the main crux is like the conversation between her and the like people in the cabin. Because that's what stuck out to me, and then they really fill in the lore later Yeah, well, on. these guys are, like, they're taking shelter in this cabin that they don't own. There's a snowstorm, and, um... So let me just get, let me paint you a picture of the two people that are talking in this book, right? So you have the woman that's been traveling. You have a guy laying on the floor who's, like, in a bad way with no hand. You have this very forward and creepy guy talking about how this woman can't leave because the snow's bad. And then you just have a child with a clown puppet. Who says nothing? It's Mr. Punch. It is so creepy. Yeah, it's really creepy. That is a nightmare. <laughs> he yeah. has to like. Th- there's uh, panels where he like starts taking his hand and like wrestling with the puppet. Yeah, it's so like and ba- like, like unsettling. I think we were talking about this. Like, it's the it's the uh, the writing is really good because it builds that aura of like you, I felt very uncomfortable. I think the reading this. the atmosphere in this book yeah. is unparalleled to almost anything I'm reading right now. I. I would agree. And I think that's the best way. Like, it's almost like one of those books. Like, we say it a lot. Like, we, we could talk about it for an hour, but like, you got to read the stupid thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so there's the cabin part, and there's this guy that's like, you can't leave. And she's like, well, that's not concerning at all. And then yeah. he starts like stripping naked and like runs out and steals her baby. Rude. Um, ba- ba- her, what yeah, he thinks her, is a baby. Her weird eldritch. Yeah, Cthulhu-esque baby. He thinks she just abandoned this child in the snow, and it's a, it's a squid yeah, she's, monster. <laughs> in the, the whole time she's in here, it's just out in her yeah. sleigh. Yeah, just chill. Oh, that was yeah. a like, weird ectoplasmic yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so he, like, yeah. He's, he strips naked, and the, then the runs time. outside yeah. in the snow and takes it, and then goes back in, and she's like, what are you doing with my, with my child? Weird behavior, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Weird behavior. Yeah. So it's, then she takes it, she runs outside and she takes a hatchet and she attacks the man and then runs away. Dude, it was, it was, those five pages were so tense because there's this guy just talking about how, like, you can't leave, you have to stay while he's stripping naked with <laughs> this little kid playing with a clown puppet. With his son. It, with his son. Yeah. But I'm like, this is the creepiest thing I've, like, I was so uncomfortable reading this book. Like, I was on edge <laughs> the whole time. And then uh, she finds this lynx that is dead and has, like, that black ichor uh, coming out of its eyes. And then she realizes that it was pregnant, so she takes the hatchet and she cuts it open with all these, like, deformed lynx children. And she takes him. And she's like, I didn't want them to, they're dead, but I didn't want them to, like, rest in a, in a dead womb. So she takes it to this tree, which is, like, the only thing of color amongst the snowstorm. Yeah. And she buries them. Um, and then there's this hand that's sticking out of the snow <laughs> and it has this book. And she just takes the book, and the book isn't, like, it isn't iced over or anything. She can just read it. It's, like, perfect condition. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's. Yeah, it's like, better I than it, Adam's comic books. Yeah, right. yeah, I guess I didn't really think about that. And it's like the size of that He-Man omnibus. It's like a big book. I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, there's and no there's snow a on it or anything. There's like a quill in it too. Yeah. So she takes it and she starts reading, and this is where the eight pages of prose come in. <laughs> and we don't, we don't need. It's, it's just, it's about this, this trapper, uh, this guy who was set from this, who was sent from this company to travel through Canada. Yeah. To. Um, find out why trapping uh, might not be a lucrative business anymore. That's a great synopsis. And um, as he's doing it, 
uh, he's journaling his thoughts. He starts having weird dreams. Um, and uh, the the pages keep refilling no matter how much he fills them up. And um, it's just kind of crazy. So he starts dreaming about the Black Stars and the Moon Ladder, which is something Eulalie start like you know was seeing. Um, yep. So his journey starts really like mimicking her own. Yeah. Um, so he just starts going more insane, and uh, <laughs> he sure does. Yeah. So that's where it leaves like off. I'm going and insane. Eulalie is like reading it, and she's like, "I needed, I needed. Like at first, I wanted to read it to distract myself from the cold, but then I started needing to read it." and needing answers and then it just stops so she writes she she starts writing because she needed to put words down because even if she doesn't live her words will outlive her um so i don't know she's just being like just compelled to continue the story which is where her narration boxes come in which is her writing past yeah because the whole time all the writing in the book is in the past tense yeah yeah um and I, my theory is it's the book of the guy that's in the cabin that she just left because he's missing a hand and it's holding a hand, but I have no, there's no, cause it, cause <laughs> yeah, there's he, no clear the guy says he's from Ottawa and this guy's clearly from Canada that's writing the book, but there's no clear connection. But I'm like, other than the fact that the other guy and his son are from a place that he visited. Yeah. So that's my, that's what I'm thinking. But again, I'm not, like we were talking <laughs> about it. Like we don't want to make any assumptions with this book. Cause I was like, it's just craziness. So the final thing she says is, uh, do not forget why you fled home, uh, Eulalie Dubois, to escape the life laid out before you. And then she starts walking, and she sees the, the moon ladder, and then in the snow is laid out before you, the last word she said. Um, yeah. And then she starts falling through, like, she starts looking at a frozen river, and it starts cracking, and she falls through, and that, that's where it ends. Well, so, and the little monster says, like, it looks uh, like it almost says, like, ice broke. Yes. In whatever language he's speaking. Yeah. It's that, again, we talk about the atmosphere in this book is creepy, yeah. man. Well, now that I sound like a complete insane person. Dude, this book makes me feel crazy. It really it, does. It feels like, uh, I don't know if you've ever read House of Leaves. It's got a similar vibe where. Yeah. It's just it, it's it's uh, some, disorienting. It's disorienting. It pushes yeah. the medium as far as it'll go, and it slowly makes the reader feel like they're going insane. Yeah, like I feel like it's doing a really, really good job of that. So this is one of my favorite books being put out right now. As much as I love it, maybe not the best issue to issue read. Probably going to read a lot better in trade. I would agree with that. Yeah, um, for sure. But I mean, like as much like. Love it, like it's really interesting, and mm-hmm. I I love stuff that pushes the medium. I just yeah. think maybe probably like for a lot of people who want to tackle it, it's probably better going to be better as a trade. Yeah, and some some books are kind of you can clearly tell that they were yes they're written in comics and they're coming out in issues, but you could you could tell when they're written as complete sets. They're not episodic yeah this is not episodic at all it's not every comic book needs to be exactly yeah like i i wish some books would just come out and trade like like this uh this david bowie biography that the allreds did Mm -hmm. like that works the way they put it out right as this big chunk and that's why i really like uh that new studio tko they're doing that they're like releasing the they're issues. releasing the trade and the issues yeah at the same so time. like jeff lemire put out one on there called sentient about like a sentient ai i'm like i just bought the trade and also like, this is awesome and also like, if yeah. you buy the issues it's a bundle with all of them yeah so you can get all of them at once so you can 
you can get the issues if you like. It's a really issues, interesting distribution formula. I think that it's is cool. weird. It's it's like it's like a Netflix distribution. Yeah. Almost, yeah. It's I, like binge yeah. reading, and I but, like it because you can get whatever medium you prefer. Like some people yeah. really like reading issues, and that's awesome. But like, I I like trades too. So like, I can I can pick up whatever format I want for whatever this book is. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Like I I I love um some of the 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 books that come out. Like I I have a box brown book sitting on my on my desk right now. Like. Mm-hmm. I love the way he 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 publishes stuff. They're they're novels. Like yeah, they're they're big chunks. But they're not even yeah. But they read you know they read like almost like comics. They read like comics. Well, they're they're, they're comics. Yeah, but, you but know. they're you know the little comic novellas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So right. that's Black Stars if, Above. If you like horror, I it's honestly it's probably the best yeah. horror book. If this I've sounds interesting at all, it might be worth waiting for the trade, or unless yeah. you just really want to uh, confuse yourself every week or every month. <laughs> they're nuts, man. <laughs> that's where i stand i'm like i don't know what this is <laughs> and that's fair because i barely know what it is and i've read all three issues <laughs> yeah. all right so yeah so thank be- god that's over because i can't read cursive uh my top pick this week is teenage mutant ninja turtles number 102 <laughs> so i'm really happy that we you've been talking about turtles and been doing this because i don't know if i would ever picked up a turtle book and I'm really enjoying this it's the best it's great dude. it's it honestly uh it's my favorite thing right now I mean, I'm I'm kind of biased. I've I've produced over a hundred episodes of a of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> podcast. Yeah, actually, probably like closer to two hundred at this point. That's crazy. God Almighty! But you know, <laughs> can't get enough. I I honestly think for like, uh, its issue count, it's it's probably the highest quality book being put out right now, like indie wise. Yeah, like. Issue for issue, it's it just amazing. keeps getting better. Oh yeah. yeah, that's yeah. But yeah, like like T- TMNT fandom kind of found me a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Like like I've always been a a, a TMNT fan. I've I've never considered myself a fanatic. Mm-hmm. And I got I got on board with this book at issue one, and I've been following it ever since. And then I I fell into this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, the the movies by minute podcast, and then it's just. It just spiraled from there. It rekindled it, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. And and the TMNT fandom is such a generous fandom. Like everyone's so great. It everyone's feels like so very cool. like family. Yeah. Like everyone's kind of just part of the family now. Yeah. I'm yeah. like I'm 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 friends with the voice of Michelangelo. It's <laughs> freaking bananas. <laughs> Anywho, so uh we uh this is this is this is kind of a bummer book uh, it's like it's like ah let's get some levity let's read some turtles but uh, this issue's a bummer i think i interrupted you about before you said the artist and writer that's my bad well that's easy it's, it's, easy. Campbell. it's, it's one person yeah. yeah sophie campbell's still still writing and drawing it um we've, we've got colors by ronda pattison on this one the, the colors have been really spectacular in this mm-hmm. book um and kevin eastman and tom waltz are still consulting but I, I think for the most part, they've kind of just given Sophie the keys to this, mm-hmm. which has been such a good idea. Yeah. Because she's great. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> so anyway, we, we open up with, uh, with Sad Boy Raph sitting on, on a rooftop. Grumpy pepperoni. <laughs> and yeah, pepperoni's just cold. Yeah, I mean, he's, just, he's done. They're cold-blooded. They, they have no reason <laughs> being out like this. <laughs> but anyway, he's, he's kind of talking to pepperoni, and then we hear from off-camera... Um, I just keep forgetting her name. Sally. Sally. Uh, the the mute animal. She's a kitty cat type. Almost like a puma and or lion. She's yeah. A, yeah. one of the ones that 
um she was with Mondo and Hub broke her out. Yeah. She was uh separate experiments from But she's one of the OG mutanimals. Um Well the next string, kind of. But I mean when the mutanimals formed, she was Yeah, there. yeah. Like gotcha. uh, the mutanimals as a group, she was one of the I core. guess the It was her, it was Hob, uh Ray, and I feel like Herman came along a little bit later. Well, Slash. And Slash, yeah. Well, it was kind of just Hob and Slash for a while. Right. Yeah. And then everyone's favorite, Pigeon Pete. Yeah. Fucking love that and guy. Pigeon Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I want him to have his own spinoff book. Like, I would read that every month. I like that. I just love that one where he, like, goes and gets, he's, like, trying to recruit, and he gets Bebop and Rocksteady and brings them to him, and they all just end up fighting. Yeah. He's, he's so bad. He means well, but he's an idiot, he's and a, that's he, a bad comment. He gets all the mutanimals invited to the Christmas party, even though they're not supposed to be. <laughs> but, uh, but, but Raph and, and Sally are kind of, they're kind of arguing a little bit because... Sally's Sally's like one of the the higher up. She's like a general. In well, she's this. part of the mutanimals, which are just like the police now, right? But and, they're brutal, and she's trying to keep order. But Raph's like, your guys are out of hand. Like yeah. they're, and and she's like, look, I know they're out of hand, but like, uh, I'm trying to do some good from where I'm standing. Yeah. And in the middle of this conversation, they're they're interrupted by what's going on on the street, which is uh, Mona Lisa and Jenica getting attacked by this porcupine asshole. Dude, this is a rough fight. This is a rough fight. Yeah, uh, he quills the living shit out of her. Yeah, Jenica gets messed up. <laughs> he, he sure does. <laughs> Actually, is the porcupine also a girl, Diamond? I don't know. I think I, can't I think qu- so, but I, I'm not. Popular. I can't quite tell. Yeah, it's not clear. I think they mention it, but we'll uh, we'll use they for yeah, now. just in case. Well, yeah. Th- yeah, their name is Diamond, though, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, yeah. of the head they have the little diamond yeah. marking on the, on, the, on their forehead. Uh, yeah, but um, I, I love how they, they they keep just going. You're ugly. Like that's their that's their that's one all they got. Insult. Yeah, that's all this. Uh, and Jenica actually got. starts laughing, which is bizarre when you've got a bunch of needles sticking out of your head <laughs> to to laugh <laughs> but uh sally uh, tells her to tells them to stand down and uh basically like fires them on the spot yeah and the other two the the platypus and the and the raccoon raccoon just fall in line yeah like yep yep sorry that but, was, that's our bad but diamond keeps like pushing back um so yeah so they walk off diamond doesn't look too happy and then I got I had to get my tissues because it got this. This oh, is where it gets it's a real bummer. Sad. Man, yeah. just seeing Mikey like Dude. in depression sweats. So April's been April's at work and she's trying to call the farmhouse and just no one's answering the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, Mikey and his cat. To me, Mikey is just he's legit broken. Yeah, he he's took got... he took this worse than anybody, and yeah. it's so heartbreaking because like he's he's the heart of the turtles, and it's gone. And it's just, yeah, he doesn't have it anymore at all, and it's 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 a bummer. And they even like try to like it feels like they're trying to talk to each other, and they just like don't, they just don't know what to do. Yeah, and they're yeah they're all like kind of just trying to stay out of each other's way, like yeah. having breakfast. Uh, Donnie puts some tea on, and yeah, it's like they they keep starting to talk to one another, and then just like stop. Just like. And it's like, Leo, how do we fix this? I don't know. Maybe we can't fix this. Maybe we shouldn't fix this. And yeah. it's like, Jesus. Yeah, so Leo's, Leo's even given up. Like, so him and Mikey are just, like, done right now. Yeah, so 
we cut we cut to like Mikey's shut in his room. Mm-hmm. Leo's trying to talk to him, but he's not responding. So he just kind of leaves. And we, we cut to Donnie leaving a note on the kitchen table and walking out with a big-ass backpack. Mm-hmm. And then he sees Leo walking in the opposite direction. And then we see from Mikey's window, Leo and Donnie literally walking off into the snow in two different directions. I'm assuming Leo's going back out to his, like greenhouse right i would assume i don't know yeah it's not clear but yeah but donnie's clearly going but he's back got the city. backpack yeah donnie's and he writes going the to note town. Yeah, yeah he writes the note does so, it show the note yes it yeah, does okay. later yeah oh laser that's right yep but man mikey come on man i feel i feel so bad uh so we cut back to the mutanimals headquarter diamond we, we finally see hob yeah di- first time diamond's trying to plead with hob to get their job back and Hob just keeps pulling a gun on them. Yeah, like what? Yeah, he escalates the situation every time, just for no reason. Diamond yeah. is like complaining that Sally fired them, and uh, Hob's like, "Yeah, good. Yeah. Leave. Please go away. <laughs> or I'll shoot you in the face." Like that's his only response. Yeah, and then Diamond's like, "What? I'm just supposed to go hungry?" It's like, "Yeah, I guess so. I mean, everybody else is hungry, <laughs> you know." Like <laughs> he's just a maybe you can get some soup at Alapex's little <laughs> soup kitchen, like. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much exactly what he tells Diamond. Yeah, he's like, I, I don't, yeah, just get out of here. But then we see Diamond kind of slinks away into the shadows, doesn't leave. Yeah. And then Koya comes in. Koya comes in, and apparently, um, Hob has just been, like, selling the foot mutants. Yes. It's like a human trafficking yeah, situation. Yeah, for, like, like, for, like, new soldiers and To stuff, build right? an army. Yeah, which yeah. is, like... Come on, dog. Like I know. All right, you transform people. You want people to be tangible. Now you're just like literally selling people. Like, yeah, and on. it's it, and it's all going to Karai. My question is like, I thought, I thought when when Saki was resurrected, he was kind of like a good guy because mm-hmm. like he went through hell. He saw the errors of his ways, but like the foot's still doing real nasty shit. Where's well? To be fair, we haven't seen any of them. Yeah, right? like where where's Shredder in all this? Yeah. Yeah, we don't That's know. That's a good point. Because we'll... they keep mentioning Karai, but they're not mentioning Hiroshi Saki. very, in, very oh. intentional that we haven't seen them. Yeah. So. yeah Should wonder, be interesting. Hmm. I wonder if Shredder's almost been ousted almost after that everything yeah, that happened of the last... Maybe he's having... Well, maybe that's what issues. gets the turtles together is Shredder. Yeah, maybe. Dude, that'd be all. Yo, Shredder's a good, I'd like to see him, like, it, like he's actually uh, in the kitchen, at the soup kitchen, like, just making some, <laughs> like, mashed potatoes he or just, he just becomes coleslaw. New, that would be great. Alapex is just like, you're a terrible cook. I was going <laughs> to say, but he's bad at it. He's, yeah. But he's still trying. <laughs> <laughs> he's got these huge metal claws yeah, on like, his yeah. hands. Well, but, he, yeah. he can make pulled pork. Alapex, <laughs> Alapex is like, take the armor off. But, uh, but the, yeah, there's this, this wooden crate, and there's a bunch of little tiny eyes and teeth in it, and like a teeny little hand comes out and tries to like slash it yeah. at uh, Koya. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy. We cut back to, to Mikey. Mikey's reading Donnie's note. Donnie's basically like, look, uh, I, I'm going into the city. I'm not going to be gone long. Um, love you, bye, Donnie. And then yeah, Mikey much. cries. Yeah, who is a, oh, who's this little creep, though, creeping on them? Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's someone outside. Yeah. Maybe that's... No, it looks like an animal of some kind. I was going to say, maybe that's Saki. Yeah, it's not clear on who it is, but there's definitely someone watching the farmhouse. Yeah. Uh, in some way. It's yeah. one of my favorite things about the book is like that we haven't seen the foot yet and there's all these like unknown players on the board and it's kind of just setting things up. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we we cut to uh Alapexes and they're fixing up Jenica and counting all the food that Mona brought. And she's like cartoon bruised. Like she's got like huge welts. Yeah, it's it's she very roughed it's up. very reminiscent of uh there's some there's some Jeff Smith uh, mm. uh styling going on. Like uh he does he does bruising that way. Okay. Like it's very similar to his style. Um, but yeah, they're kind of, again, talking to, to Sally about like, you know, your police force is kind of fucked. Yeah. They're clearly overstepping. They're not helping anybody at all. And then she starts talking about how like, uh, she's kind of alone, how anyone who would have been on her side has left, um, these animals. Yeah. Like she's pretty much agreeing with everyone. Like Hobbs lost his mind Yeah, at this point. Right. And apparently, um. Mondo's gone. Yeah. And and Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a ridiculous game. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we, we cut back. Uh, we, I think we do find out that Diamond is, is a girl. Because uh, Sally goes, and yeah. it's extra hard trying to wrangle the, the worst enforcers like Diamond. And then Jeanette goes, goes I hate her. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> As she's getting the spines ripped out of her face. <laughs> right. Um. So yeah, so we we cut back to to the headquarters. Hob is, is and Collier are off in another room, kind of talking brass tacks. And Diamond just opens up this crate, and a bunch of weasel monsters jump out and attack, and get away. And then again, Hob just pulls a gun. <laughs> she messed up his trade. Yeah. I love, and then you get to find out who would the like. So I guess are these like children uh, i mean they're tiny they're ferret they're ninjas. like ferret weasel or do they just get turned into like ferrets i don't know like but, how does that you know but you there's know I mean? three of them one goes what now and the other one goes food and it then kinda... we get uh, a snapshot of of next month's cover and it's it's the turtles just getting attacked by and we know from hobbs that they have uh training in fighting oh yeah so so yeah uh, teenage mutant ninja weasels they look, I look like they kind of remind me of the hyenas from Lion King because, like, one's like clearly like a bad dude, one looks kind of dumb, and the other one's like, Are we bad guys? Or the, or the weasels sure? from um, uh, Roger Rabbit. Oh, sure. yeah, 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 a little bit because, like, the little less middle, cockney, yeah, but... like the middle one looks like really cute, maybe like it's not like a bad, maybe bad circumstance where the other ones look, the one just looks dope, like dopey, and the one clearly is like not a he's probably gonna be a bad dude, sneezy, maybe, Sne- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a weasel they're all sneezy yeah, yeah. but i'm I, dude I, I'm, it's it's I'm getting glad. it's this book is getting so good i'm glad i'm getting i got on the turtles train i think i was just looking at the art again the character the art is so good it is really great i'm so excited to see what happens yeah. i just want to see the foot clan the backgrounds especially have been getting really super good yeah yeah really um, detailed yeah i don't i don't understand how sophie has the time to do this we were talking about that like i don't that blows my mind that's crazy because she updates on twitter and like um she'll finish an issue like like two maybe two months before it goes to print it's like dude yeah (laughs) yeah that's a lot Uh yeah because it still has to go out to color and all that right they get a lot of other pieces that go into play but i guess maybe that machine is really well oiled yeah uh for for them to do that so she can maybe 
gives gives her as much time as she needs. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how how well this stays on schedule. But so far, so good, man. I mean, this this stuff is really really good. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. And she's been teasing covers like a few issues out. Uh, I'm really excited about issue 105. Because that's when we finally get to go to the 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 concert, the mutant hardcore show. Oh, right. You you guys shared that cover. That looks really cool. Yeah. And And, uh, and the other other thing, too, is is Mikey is is in the cover for the next issue with the rest of the turtles. So I don't know if that's. So maybe they kind of. Maybe maybe Downey leaving sparks him a little bit. We also get uh, Jenica's micro series next. That's right. Next month. So. Yeah. We'll see how. Should be dope. We'll see how that goes. I don't know so, who's writing it. So but. were those micros, and this is just me not knowing, are they going to kind of be in tandem with what's going on now? Sometimes yeah, they are, sometimes they're, they're not. They're one okay. issue. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Sissel, loving this. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, 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 was, I was really behind on Turtles. Like, like, I feel like everybody was behind on Turtles. Everyone I've talked to <laughs> has been behind on this series. I'm so glad I'm caught up because it's so good. You were talking about that when 100 came out because we hadn't really read it. And then you were like, has anyone read this? Has, it, has anyone read it? I need someone to talk to. Yeah, I, was on no like, one I was on like issue 75 <laughs> when 99 came out. So I, I read from like 75 to 99. <laughs> and then I... I just wanted so- someone to talk to. Literally about this anyone book. else to talk to about a yeah. hundred, and no one. Everyone's like, "Yeah, I'm still on seventy five, man." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, like like when issue one hundred hit, like everybody was still in the Triceraton uh, invasion story arc. <laughs> they just didn't want to leave it behind yet. Yeah, because it just got so heavy for a while, and it's heavy now. Like, um, one of the, one of the big uh, criticisms I've heard about this this book, um. Friend of the show, Ralph Adonasia, put it really uh, perfectly. He was like, it's just such a bummer, this book. Like, it's just... It's perfect for me. It's sad all the time. To me, this feels like... And again, I haven't read Turtles a lot, but I've caught up a little bit. But like, this has the opportunity to almost be a new era of Turtles, to not be that. Almost kind of like they can reinvent themselves and not get stuck in that loop, maybe. Yeah. I just like that... Since issue one, it's kind of like there's never really been a story break. Uh, like there's been some amount of downtime, but pretty much every arc has built on the last, the last one. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, Northampton was a bit of a break, a little bit, but it, but it still gets propelled to the next plot. Yeah, like they, it's kind of. I love the way that the the big, um, like finale battles happen because they they all like uh tie up a bunch of plot lines and then just propel it forward yeah like, the momentum of the series is crazy yeah it, mm-hmm. it's i i keep i keep ref- calling it just a crescendo like yeah. that just never seems to stop the beat <laughs> they just never the beat never drops man yeah, it's like it uh it, it's it's like it's like a song that's building to a bridge but that bridge <laughs> just never happens <laughs> and you're just sitting there you're just like Come on, man! And it just keeps just building there. and what? building. It makes and... it. I mean, it makes it really exciting. It also makes it really rewarding to read issue to issue, because it, uh, you get you get rewarded for sticking with it for so long. You get stuff that comes back and all the micro series and stuff. So it reminds me of one of that bit. Uh, I think it's in like Scrubs or something where they like they sit someone down and they have people singing the uh, Chili's Baby Back Rib song, but then they just do the Baby Back, Baby Back, Baby Back, Baby Back. <laughs> And they don't ever 
get to the the ribs part and it's just like oh god just I, say it i did that as an experimental musical <laughs> musical piece in college one time my, my roommates and i started a band called finale where we played one show and it was in our basement and it was just that it was like it was just building up to a finale and then just stop and the it song? just it just never broke that's amazing and we just kept doing it until people begged us to stop <laughs> <laughs> that is in, that is a hell of a sociology experiment that's <laughs> that's fantastic yeah, it's like we're gonna have a basement show or we're just gonna keep just building and just to see how long people can last yeah and it just kept getting just like like it just got to a point where it's just crash symbols yeah just back and forth <laughs> it's just never ever ever and then just... you just did you just end the show yeah that's fantastic how long did you guys keep that up it was a while <laughs> that's it was so pretty good. funny but there was like this party going on around us it was right surreal that's God, man, to be a fly on a wall back and time, just kind of go back and watch that happen. <laughs> just like just take notes. <laughs> yeah, I, every every band I tried to start in college was it was basically a one off joke that would have never worked past one show. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that sounds pretty on brand for you. <laughs> uh, all right, Shaw, what do you got? All right, so since I really love to keep the vibe going, I'm going to talk about a really really happy book. It's called Criminal. <laughs> um, I'm getting a feeling that this isn't happy. The way you're saying that. This one, I don't think we have any happy books. Uh, it's Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. And again, we talked. To, I talked about this a couple issues ago. And again, this is a tough one to talk. But like, this is another one of those issues. Like, I kind of read it, and I was like, when I put it down, I was like, damn. Okay, I'm going to talk about this this week. <laughs> so, last time we talked about it, it kind of rolled out that one of the main kids, one of the main characters, was um, he kind of found out that when he picked up a gun, his kind of got ice in his veins and realized, if I need to, I can. I could do whatever I need to type of thing. Just realize he kind of had that, that mode in him. He's like, Hob, I'm just going to pull a gun out anytime I need it. Yeah. So it kind of picks up. So there's like a two storyline. So like the main character is named Teague. He's got this girl. They, they're having a, it's kind of like a criminal romance. It's they're very much in love. They're doing this whole thing, but they're running, they just ran a job together. But uh, his son like, just like hates the woman for whatever reason. <laughs> so he, he um sets up this side op with like uh, a guy that's obsessed with this woman and f- figure like sets it up so like he will like show up kind of shoot his dad this is his dad shoot his dad with like a rock salt gun and then like take the woman and the money uh to kind of like just to get rid of her so he could just like hang out with his dad again so naturally, it goes horribly wrong. Yeah. So this all happens. He gets shot. They, the guy takes him. And like the whole time, the woman's like, who is this guy? Like, why is this happening? Like, what is going on? Right. And eventually she kind of notices and realizes like it's someone like she kind of scammed. But like he became like obsessed with her and like has been like tracking her down through like over like six weeks. And like she said, she puts the the narration goes through and it's like it's talking about like. Um, like she kind of turned, like there's kind of something broken in him. It's like, it's one of those, like, uh, he was like too intense. It's, it's like that with men who thought they were the good ones, thought they knew what was right. They were the ones who, those are the ones who end up trying to strangle you when it went bad. Like it was that kind of vibe that she was getting. It's like, I'm not safe here. So they're driving. She just grabs the wheel. It's like, no, we're done here. <laughs> uh, so eventually the car, they go back and forth and it's just like that kind of tension building. And eventually the car crashes and 
they both die. Whoa. Yeah. Bummer. And the money, and like the, so they had the, and the money just goes at, like, so it's like hundreds of thousands. Cause I think they just robbed like a bank or something, like a huge, like it was like, it was like their one last score type oh, of job. <laughs> one of my favorite things is, is, um, uh, car accidents that involve funny cargo. <laughs> That's fantastic. Like, uh, just, just a lot of spaghetti. L- like, like a, like a peanut butter and jelly trucks. Yeah, colliding. right. Like, or just like maybe a car full of balloons or something. <laughs> something ridiculous. Yeah. Like there's one, one time, it was like a year or two ago where a, a tanker truck spilled over and it was just filled with scrambled eggs, like liquid <laughs> yeah. scrambled eggs. Yeah. And it was just all over the road. Maybe one, like having like a beer truck too. Yeah. I think that, that that's happened once or twice. Yeah. Like, but yeah, just money everywhere. Yeah. So there's just money everywhere in the street. So then it cuts to a few weeks later and this guy, like, so he's the T guy. If you're familiar with criminal, he is a criminal career criminal. He's hanging out with his butt. They're at like, yeah. So and it's he, not just a, a fun title. It's no, just yeah, club, it's a, it's just game. about criminals. <laughs> um, and he's just sitting there. He's like, why am I not dead? Why did this dude shoot me with rock salt? Like, it, that's not something people do. Like, what is going on? Like, and he's just like, can't figure it out. He's like in this like huge depression. Because again, the woman that he loved just died in a horrific car accident. Um, so he's going back and forth. And then it kind of, the dialogue switches to his son. He's like, all right, I know why he's, I know why she's dead. And then eventually the guy goes in the house and his son goes after him. And then he kind of is talking to his dad and he, he, his dad's just like, why am I, why am I still alive? Like this doesn't, he should have killed me. Um, And he's like, it's the son's like, it's my fault. And he kind of explains the whole plan that I talked about. Like he set it up just to get rid of her because he was like jealous because he's a stupid kid and just couldn't like, you know, talk to his dad about it <laughs> um and then so again this guy not a good dude immediately just starts beating the hell out of his son <laughs> just like ha- <laughs> then it switches to the kid that we talked about before a couple issues with the gun and it switches to his narration he's like it's, i walked over to the door and immediately I, I knew the vibe in the house had changed like something was up and he saw he heard the tussle and he walks in and the dad has the kid like by the neck like up against the wall and then there's a gun on the floor because of course there is and he picks up the gun and he just points it at the kid's dad and it's just like at, right then he pretty much says like um he could see the whole thing and he's like right before he knew everything has happened like right before i pull right before he pulls the trigger he sees everything that would happen like he and he pulls the trigger anyway and shoots this kid's dad right in the head and just it explodes everywhere over this kitchen just bam, killed him. Didn't even think twice about it. That's cold blooded, it, man. It was, and that and that was like the kind of this is kind of like the action after that last issue is like he knew, like in the moment, he just all he saw was his friend getting attacked, and he 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 just killed the dude. He just bam, didn't even think, boom, and there's just blood. And again, so these are all criminals. So instead of them like, oh my god, call the police, they're all like, all right, go with him. You didn't see shit. <laughs> We're gonna take care of this. <laughs> like it was, it was. A, Let's go into cleaner mode. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they all go into cleaner mode, and then it kind of. So like the son, obviously, he's just covered in his dad's brains. Like it's just, they're all freaking out. And I like, didn't know he had any. No. <laughs> no. And it's, dude, and it was, <laughs> Jesus. Um, and at the end, it's just like it's just the two of them driving out of town, and basically, it's like this is the last memory Ricky and Leo have of summer '88, sitting in the back of the car, covered in blood. 
wondering how life can possibly go on. <laughs> Covered in literal physical memories. Yeah. Like, oh. I'm just like, and, I, and it's just like the end. I'm just like, oh, oh my God. It was, br- dude, this book is so brutal. But man, Brubaker really can tell this kind of story. Like, I didn't expect, like, that kid to come back up or any of those things to kind of circle back. I thought it was going to focus more on the dad and stuff. And I was just uh, like... I love it when writers do that stuff. It was super well done. And I was like, I, like it just, this book kind of blew me away. Like, and it's another one. It reads phenomenal in trade. Like, because mm. he, he's been putting out these, like, six to eight issue arcs about different characters. So he just builds this whole world around these characters and it just kind of gives you a story and it kind of moves on. So you might, there's some recurring characters, so we'll probably see the, these sons, the kids again. Yeah, this has been on my list for a while. It's, this is going to be one of those, like, I'm snowed in for a couple of days kind of catch-up reads. Yeah, I had a, the first, because this is like the second round that he's done this. I remember getting turned on to it a couple of years ago at Brave New Worlds. I don't know why. He's like, oh, how's Criminal? They're like, oh, it's pretty good. I picked up the first trade. I think there's like seven or eight. I picked up the first one. I think within eight weeks, I had all of them. Like, I just couldn't stop buying it. Like yeah. It was so, I couldn't get enough of it. It's like this noir crime thing. It's so good. I love books like that. that yeah. That just grab you. Yep. Because you picked up one on a whim. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's exactly. And I was like, I'm hooked. Like anytime. And that's this, my relationship with Madman. That's, that's how that happened. You just picked it up on a whim. I just thought it looked cool. What's yeah. this Superman? Um, <laughs> <laughs> this guy looks like Superman, but matter? I'm not <laughs> sure what's going on. But like, not, yeah, the, and the creative team, Brubaker Phillips, like the art matches the writing like perfectly it's i couldn't imagine reading a book like this like with a different artist it's it's super well done and so anything they do together i will pick up at this point yeah because he's they've done a few uh they did two um oh shoot it was like to be what was the one that just came out uh the fade out and fatal and the uh, other one with like the demon and the kid killing people (laughs) To be killed, killer of to kill oh, be killed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that a criminal spinoff or no? No, it was like a separate one, but uh, it was the same creative team. Okay, so they have a bunch. He just listed a few of them. Like they're all, and even they the other all. ones like Fatal and Fade Out, they're all like 20, 25 issues. So like they're mm. all really contained. So it, it's, but you get a really good, rich story. So I love that too, where like occasionally you come across this like super team artist writer mm-hmm. who just will always make magic together like uh like ennis and dylan uh god bless him right like i i there was a point where if those two names were on something i had to have it yeah and to me personally that's what it feels like it like if they're if the if i see these two names on a book i'm buying it yeah it's it's i know what i'm getting and i'm fine with it <laughs> every time it's gonna be great but yeah this super bummer again but it just it kind of blew me away just really good like that brains just like them jeez rj coming in hot (laughs) but you're correct uh is so that teague lawson's like a character throughout the entirety of criminal and now he's dead (laughs) which is kind of bonkers like he's like one of the few characters that makes it that has been right so maybe it's going to kind of transition to like the kids now so Hmm. neat yeah, there's no coming back from that. That's no, for sure. he is uh, he is dead. Well, super dead. Next He's issue is just Lazarus Pit. <laughs> Extra dead. Yeah, maybe oh, we just gotta call up the five and see if he can <laughs> yeah, get right. him back. Maybe he's a mutant. <laughs> maybe the resurrection protocol. Yeah. All right, RJ. What else you got for us? I got 
Doctor Strange The End by Leah Williams and Felipe Andrade. Sure. I don't. I, there, was sure. A, there was a minute there where I was like, I wonder why he's doing this Doctor Strange book. And then I saw who wrote it. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's obvious. Wow. Just, <laughs> there's two reasons. If you read the book, the, the other one's pretty obvious, too. Because I was reading it, I'm like, I think RJ's going to talk about this book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so all the this is part of the one shot series that Marvel is doing right now, which the end stuff, which is all far flung into the future of a specific character, and it's kind of like their their last hurrah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've done Deadpool, Captain Marvel, Miles Miles Morales, and uh, one other one, Venom. Venom, right? Because I remember listening to you guys talking yeah, about that. We and did it sound Venom. Insane. Oh, yeah, Venom was disturbing. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> the weirdest goddamn thing I've ever read. Yeah, it sounded. It sounded like yeah. I'm glad I wasn't. I didn't have to try to decipher <laughs> that. Like it was good for me. But there was like a whole bunch of these the end books that came out this week, right? Yeah, there was like yeah. three of them. Well, it's also a. Um, it's also the second time they've done them because mm. they did them way back in the early 2000s. Interesting. I think way it's a back. cool. Way, it's a cool way, way, idea. Way it is a neat idea. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> it opens up on Doctor Strange talking to uh, a girl who is uh, AI, and uh, he has this mystic projection apple, and he's trying to get her to eat it, and uh, she can't interact with it. And he's like, I don't, I don't understand. And he's like getting mad at her. <laughs> um, a good portion of this book is Doctor Strange getting mad at this AI. Like it's, yeah, it's it's pretty. It's very much like old man yells at cloud, and I love it. Or you know, older magical person trying to get a young woman to eat an apple. I feel like I've I've seen this before. And uh, so he's like, some days I'm able to delude <laughs> myself into hoping magic is just nonlinear science. It's not. Um. So, and then he has her turn on the lights and open up um the sanctum. Into it's like a tarot reading business. Yeah, very kitschy tarot reading yeah. place. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and um, these kids come in and they <laughs> look like, like I don't know, like cyberpunk. Uh, just uh, they put the punk in cyberpunk. They sure do. <laughs> yeah, and they're like laughing at him, and they sit down, and uh, he he starts like going through like doing a tarot reading, and they're kind of like not they're not taking seriously at all and um then uh the one guy kind of goes into this there's like this uh weird like i don't even know what to call it uh it's just like a cabinet on the wall yeah it's like a cabinet almost like yeah um and he like the one kid like starts going into and he like he snaps his fingers and and it closes and um then it turns out that they're trying to rob him and he's like, you you think I wouldn't catch on to that? So he just <laughs> just blows up the, uh, like takes their guns and uh, uh, just uh, disarms them, and they they all just kind of run away. And he's like, he's gonna hex us. I know. I love how he yells at him. He's like, what did you think was gonna happen, young man? I was yeah. just like, oh my god, you're so old now. <laughs> he's just an old wizard. Yeah, yes, he is. Yep. And then uh grizzled wizard. Grizzled so wizard. He goes and opens up the the cabinet and it's uh it's there's a statue and there's a nameplate and it's Wong. And so that's where Wong is now in the future. He's this cabinet. Um and he actually talks to it 
and there's these green flames and he's like and that are like uh i guess they're dissipating um essentially you learn that magic is it zombie it <laughs> it's a little cabinet <laughs> with long inside and it's... no all right sorry Uh, but essentially you learn that essentially strange is the last purveyor of magic on the planet um and that it's dying out and he uh i guess he's kind of just in charge of like keeping it going and um so he's losing his powers though and uh yeah there seems to be like a finite amount of magic left yeah, because, because of that because like no one there's only him practicing it yeah um so the the ai turns into iliana and he like he's like you switch back now yeah that <laughs> and, pissed him right off <laughs> and then she she goes no and he's like well wow, you're just disobeying a direct order so he takes an axe and just smashes her <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah, he's um, doctor. He's losing it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so then he takes Wong, and he just straps the whole ass cabinet to his back, <laughs> and he starts walking. Um, and he he's uh he's talking about like how it's weird to feel exhausted, uh, but that's what's happening now because his powers are waning. So he goes to the uh he goes to the grave of Scarlet Witch, and um. He let's digs not, up. Let's not overstate that he gets on a plane and straps himself and the cabinet into the seat. <laughs> Did he buy it a ticket? I guess because he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he, he like even yells at the stewardess. Basically, I was just like, oh my god, this is so absurd, but I kind of <laughs> love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he so he's going on a trip and he, he goes to his graveyard mm-hmm. and it's the grave of Scarlet Witch and he starts digging. Uh, bodies up and putting them in the the cabinet <laughs> <laughs> and uh the whole time he's talking to it so obviously wong's like spirit is in is like alive yeah, or at least he believes it to be yeah yeah if he's least. not just going crazy yeah exactly i'm still thinking of this as jambi <laughs> you think however you want adam <laughs> same idea it's a little genie inside of a box <laughs> yeah that's fair mecca like a hive anyway <laughs> Uh, so then he he's like in this frozen wasteland, and he's like, "Why did the ancient purveyors of arcane never hide mystical resources in the tropics? Why is it always frozen tundra this or bottom slush or ocean that? Maybe if we hadn't worked so hard at hiding our mystical resources from each other, we wouldn't have died out." Just a thought. <laughs> There's also this great line where he's like, uh. Well, there are some quantities that can only be measured in absolutes. The human capacity for grief is not such a quantity. It is pitless. You just continue discovering new depths. So he's just broken. He's sad. He is a sad boy. He's a sad boy. Yeah. He's a sad sorcerer dad. Sad boy wizard. <laughs> sad boy wizard. And then he's like, Wong, uh, he's like in this tundra and there's a fire, but he's like, Wong, if you weren't full of our friend's uh, bones, I'd sleep in you because it's really cold, but he ends up doing it anyway. <laughs> this goes up straight up tauntaun in this cabin. Yeah, I yeah. thought it smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> um, so he's still walking through and uh, 
he talks about like uh everyone kind of uh, how Scarlet Witch was uh a living focal point um and that I guess when she died a lot of the magic went a lot of magic went with her and that people were in kind of in charge of collecting and safeguarding these things to keep the next generation of magic users going um and that Scarlet Witch died from cancer things like the chemo failed um yeah and then um so he starts taking everything he collected from the cabinet and throwing it into this green flame um and uh he he throws stuff and he's and then Wong's like kind of cutting him off and he's like no it'll be fine uh we don't we won't have to worry about that so he throws more stuff in and he's like no absolutely not um then you find out that Wong wants him to throw himself into the fire so Wong's like but like if I get rid of you then I then I'll truly be alone it's like why would I do that and then uh the statue kind of fades and in the in the cabinet it says for her so he's like okay that's fair I love you too and then he he like uh starts stripping down and um his last sacrifice is himself and it's like, if there's a psychic transcriber out there somewhere who just so happens to be recording my last thoughts, then please let the record show that my departure from this world was in precisely the same manner that I existed in it. Fucking magnificent. <laughs> and he's just dying, like, on fire burning. He died the way he lived. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. And then he starts talking about, like, how uh, before he's kind of, before he kind of gets shipped off to eternity, um, he he's awoken a dragon uh from my last magic trick i died and then finally freed her from the the crushing enchantment so it's iliana uh i guess she was kind of like in a stasis thing i don't know uh and it's <laughs> and it's eternity and another person there uh talking about how like she's you know now the sorcerer supreme and uh dr strange shows wisely and wisely and then it's like you guys are assholes <laughs> and she she's like gimme 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 so she takes the eye of Agamotto um, she doesn't have any time for their bullshit so she just goes to the sanct- uh, Sanctum Centaurum and there's this old lady who is there and it's like oh are you her um, and uh, Ileana goes in and I guess this old lady was in charge of keeping everything going uh, yeah, for who knows how long yeah yeah, it was just then, yeah, he hired odd. me to help with the waiting. Um, and then Ileana gets to, uh, there's an even bigger cabinet, <laughs> and he opens it up, and she opens it up, and it's uh, Doctor Strange. And, uh, Dude, he's got his arms crossed, and he's freaking doing, like, devil yeah. words. It's fun. It's well, that's, great. that's his thing. Oh, that's, yeah, that's how like, he casts spells. Uh, yeah, but yeah. it just looks like he's just like, yeah, fuck you. Will it, will it, will yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but then she goes, thank you for leaving a light on for me, Strange, for when I came home. And then she says, sweet hells, you're going to be a noisy spirit, aren't you? <laughs> and that's it. And it's, oh, it's so good. Yeah, I really like this one. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was turned away from this based on my experience with Venom the end. I was like, I don't want that anymore. <laughs> but it was so good. <laughs> but yeah, now I kind of wish I had picked that up. Oh, uh, it's great. It's pretty good. Oh man, it's so emotional. I'm just I'm at a point right now where like I've I I kind of have limited money to spend on comics every week. So you got to be very selective. And 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 stuff gets cut and 
you guys tell me about it, and I'm like, damn. I read New Mutants instead, which was, you know, not as great. I mean, it's brief. I liked New Mutants this week. It was a, it was a bummer. It was a bummer. It was, yeah, it was really sad. Poor Beak. Beak, Poor, right? Yeah. yeah. Poor Beak. Did they kill Beak? No, no they sh- just erased his memory of his father dying. <laughs> no, they just made it so he died differently. <laughs> well, that sucks. He got shot. It was not great. But he did get shot, though. He did get, he got shot pretty good by those weird, like, Los Lonely Boys uh, <laughs> bandits. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> anyway, so let's not We're talk not talking about, about New Mutants. Sorry, guys. But yeah. So that, that brings it to me, I guess. Um, I'm going to talk about Thor because Casey isn't here. And I Someone's like, got to. I feel like she'll put some kind of curse on us if we don't talk about Thor. She 100%. We'll do that. So we need to I don't make want... sure we I talk about Thor. I was just antagonizing her in the chat. I don't want her wrath. <laughs> yeah. So but have... I, it was also great. I mean, I'm glad I read it. Uh, the art is just killer. It's so good. And it's got my favorite big purple hungry boy. He, he is indeed hungry. Galactus hungry. <laughs> He's not doing so well. He's not. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, as as we as we know from the last issue, um, Thor is our current herald of Galactus. Yes, there's this weird uh, intro where he's he's kind of talking about how it always goes when you know you erase life on a planet, um, how people pray to their gods or their heroes, and then there's like the Justice League show up. Like there's this dude who flies across this, the. The skyline who looks like Oh yeah, there's a Superman. there's a lightning bolt across the ground and then a green blur. Yeah, and yeah. And, that's yeah. that's the fucking Justice League. Yeah. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, it's a nice shot. I I feel like Donny Cates, he did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. So this is Thor number two by Donny Cates and Nick Klein. Gotta shout out the artists. This is from Marvel Comics. <laughs> <laughs> Are they new? Uh yeah, there's this fledgling. Uh, I don't know uh, about Marvel Thor. <laughs> for like images thor but anyway so yeah we get this like neat soliloquy um he's got these two crows with him they're pretty pretty cool i like these guys uh dude yeah i'll talk i'll I'll recap thor is he is awesome in this yeah he is so cool (laughs) so so we cut to him and and uh galactus galactus is missing an arm because he got like really seriously fucked up yeah um, he's got his like world destroyer machine and they're about to eat this planet. And Thor's like, hold up. There's, there's people here. You can't eat this one. Yep. And, uh, Galactus is like, no, fuck you. I'm hungry. And then, uh, <laughs> I love how it's basically like a dad yelling at a kid's like, no, you can wait to eat when we eat. All right. <laughs> well, uh, let Thor- me set the table. You're right, Thor's yeah. trying to find a way to get the power of the planet to Galactus without murdering it. Yeah, that was right. the whole reason for him coming along. It's like, yes, there's these five planets, but they're going to do their best to save the life on that planet. Yeah, and Galactus is like, no, now, food! <laughs> yeah, give me Galactus, <laughs> give me, give me, give me. <laughs> But so um, Thor throws Mjolnir, which is starting to get heavier and heavier for him. Yeah, they keep making a point to talk about that, and he's not yeah. sure why. So he's he, just like, he just like starts fucking up Galactus with, <laughs> with his hand. throws it through his hand. Th- his, his remaining hand. <sighs> yeah, cuts off a couple of fingers, and then he throws it through like his knee, too. Like, yeah, I, I like lo- that Galactus is missing a tooth for Dude. whatever reason. Yeah, like, yeah. He's in a bad way. He's in a, he's in a rough, 
I love the design of Mjolnir as he's throwing it. It's so cool looking. It's really, really cool. And then the people of this planet are, they're not very advanced. They just look, they're just like, uh, kill. And they just start throwing rocks at Thor? Yeah, so they just started attacking <laughs> Thor. And then Thor's like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> you can take him. No, I'm just <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah, so like, like the, the people of this planet are attacking Thor. Uh, Galactus is attacking Thor. He's not doing too well. So he just calls the, the Bifrost. Yes. He's like, look, uh, let's just send all these, these folks to Asgard, oh, and we'll figure it out later. So then... Once all the people are off the planet, Thor's like, all right, cool. Uh, you can eat now. <laughs> um, it's also funny. They, they all show up at Asgard, and they're like, what the fuck do we do with all these people? Yeah. I also didn't know that Thor had a dog. Dude, you know, know my Thori? I want this dog. Oh. He's yeah, a cute dog. Because he's a Thor giant. Dog. He's clearly just a giant pit bull who's like, I know kill ass gods. <laughs> like, yeah, he's ass just like, gods. he's like, I want to kill these. He's like, no, you can't kill these guys, but I protect Asgard. <laughs> so, <good. laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, the welcoming committee doesn't really quite know what to do with this whole planet full of Neanderthals yeah, that show up. Yeah, like, Volstag is just like they're like, doing like trying to check everyone in and like no one else is around i feel like it's just like just him like running this show he's like the saint peter of the situation (laughs) yeah so then we cut to the planet uh galactus is just gobbling everything up he sure is there's this great panel where he's just like more (laughs) (laughs) you sent an incredible comment about that earlier (laughs) yeah i sent a screen grab of that it was just like me when there's donuts in the break room (laughs) hungry hungry on this whole time like hungry hungry hippo galactus he hasn't like hungry hungry hippos so he hasn't gotten like this type of power before yeah like his arm grew back and thor's like yo stop he's like slow you, you don't need Damn. yeah you don't gonna need choke. all of it he's like augustus save some room for later uh, <laughs> <laughs> can, can galactus choke on the planets <laughs> i don't it doesn't know. appear that way but like Who Gal- gives him galactus the was supposed to not just eat the whole fucking thing yeah like, he was supposed to get enough energy and then move on and instead he just he destroys just, the just planet goes, yeah he he gets he goes into rampage God, and this, this dude again this character it's like that, now what are we supposed to do with all these people right yeah, Thor's like, uh, I got all these people, and I told them they can come back home, and you just ate their house. Like, yeah. what is wrong with you? Yeah. You dick. <laughs> bad Galactus. <laughs> bad, bad. Go to your room. <laughs> so then, um, Galactus just starts getting shot at. Dude. And uh, we see Beta Ray Bill. Dude. And I'm guessing Scuttlebutt. To save the day. Who's just like, yo, I got to talk to Galactus, and I'll go through you if I have to. Yeah. So my comment on this book, and I have to like, if Donnie Cates isn't just have Iron Maiden and like just eighties thrash metal and just on a loop while he's writing this, I don't even know how he's coming up. Like this is crazy. Yeah, he's just like cranking Dream Theater while yeah, he's writing it's, this. It's that's all I can hear because Thor is so he is so fucking metal in this, <laughs> and it is awesome. Yeah, it's it's just Norwegian black metal yeah on a loop it's so good man it's just like i'm i'm in like this is like when i think of thor this is what i want like yeah. this is the kind of thor like like i love like like in the movies you have ragnarok and he's fun goofy thor but like if i want to read like a just a traditional like thor being like this is what i think of yeah and it's 
I'm... just a Dragon Force solo for <laughs> just... 90 minutes. For how many, yeah, however yeah. long this run goes. Like, that's, yeah, that's what I'm hearing in my brain this entire time. And I'm just like, this is awesome. It's, it's a lot of fun. I, I've, I've, I've said this before. I've never really been a big Thor fan. And I've been reading Thor lately because of Casey. Yeah. Just like being like, if you don't read Thor, we're not friends. Right. And she's she, right. She's definitely said that to both of us, I believe. <laughs> uh, and we're slowly becoming Thor whores, yeah. just like just like she is. That's 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 my friendship with Casey. She bullies me into buying comics, and, then I, how, yeah. and then I thank her for it later. Yeah, right. Shit, that's a good point. I think. Are we in a? Just, is this an abusive relationship? Yeah, are we in an abusive <laughs> relationship with Casey. No, that's no, that's no. too far. I don't want to trivialize she, people who might actually yes. be in abusive relationships. But yeah, I also I, I wanted to give a quick shout out to uh Frankenstein Undone number one. What happened in that book? I enjoyed it. Sure. But I can't answer that question. I couldn't tell you one thing that happened in that book. It was fun. Other than that Frankenstein was in it. And he, there was like a Wendigo that sure. he undone. I have no idea what happened in that. It was so con- was I don't like un- Frankenstein done. Though. Was he undone? I don't think he's ever supposed to be done. I, I want more. Uh I, I I thought this was just like this was a jumping on point. This is this clearly wasn't. No, it's def- clearly yeah. like a, a continuation of something that I, as, I hadn't read. As someone yeah. who's never read Hellboy, I just assume nothing is a jumping on point. Yeah, that's probably no, I, every, I think I've learned that. I love Hellboy, but I and I've read pretty much all of it. But I'm in a constant state of I feel like I missed twelve issues of something. Yeah, well, it's a huge world. It is gigantic. Yeah, but I love I love um, how Mike Mignola does. Um, he- he's good at writing occult fantasy. Yes, and I can't get enough occult. Which fantasy. is sure why I want to read it eventually because I want to read the Lost yeah, Johnson like, stuff. I feel like yeah. that's an investment. And the BPRD is consistently good. Have you read Black Beetle? No, it doesn't have anything to do with that. But it's <laughs> it's a it's a pulp hero. Mm. But it's it's really good. It's Frankavella. Nice. I just, my my other shout out this week was Sex Criminals. You're welcome, Casey. Yeah, you um, guys got me to buy that, and I don't know what the fuck I read. Don't worry, I've read all of it, and I have no clue what that was. They did make a contra joke, which I appreciate. Yeah, so that was Matt Fraction and Chip Zarsky came out with that like it's it's back. It's been on a huge break. No, I, I'm hoping it's just a setup for the final arc, but. It was, it was, I think it was good. I think I liked it, <laughs> but yeah, I, I got the, the X rated cover cause I didn't know any better. <laughs> oh yeah. And, uh, there's just dicks on it. Lots of them. Yeah. There's a lot of, jo- yeah. And like half the background is those kind of jokes. Like I thought like there was a lot of little jokes in there, like just about the Dewey de- in the library and stuff. Like it's worth picking up. Like he puts so many jokes in the background just because I feel like he just likes entertaining himself. <laughs> but I can appreciate that. Yeah, it was it was good. Definitely worth uh it's cool that it's back, so hopefully they're going to finish it. They're, I think this is the last arc. They're f- they're wrapping it up so you can kind of get it all in trade eventually, which is cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Their trades are all just called big hard sex criminals. That's the hardcovers and it's fun. I can appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's top picks. Uh, where do we want to start with uh, top stories? Oof. Do you want to let's try to do Hawkeye first? Want to do Hawkeye first? Yeah, let's do it. This Hawkeye was fun. This is a this is a fun book for I sure. I really enjoyed it. Like yeah. I, I I feel like we don't we don't get to talk about Spider Man enough on this show, and and I I feel like it's a disservice because we're a dueling genre podcast, and 
There's so much Spider-Man on Dueling Genres. We almost don't have to. I'm also yeah. the only one who's caught up on it. Scott and Zach cover all of the Spider-Man <laughs> needs you have. Go check out Spider-Man Minute. And uh, the Dueling Patreon exclusive show, The Daily Bugle, they cover like everything Spider-Man. There you go. Go check them out. But there's some good Spider-Man in this there's, book. Yes, there's some very good Spider-Man for sure. So it opens up with them at a... Uh, well, it opens up with him getting punched in the face somewhere. <laughs> Which is great. Um, and then it's right, a charity function. And then he cuts the right to a charity function where um, he, it's him and the night nurse on a date, or they're there together. And she's just trying to like play it off. It this book is like all banter, and it's fantastic. Yeah, there's some really great lines, and she's like, "Why are you at this charity event? Like, this is not what you do." <laughs> uh, and he it pretty much comes out. He just wants to show up, Tony Stark. Because uh, it just makes jokes about how he's old and invented charity. <laughs> <laughs> I like the character design of Tony in this. I like his glasses. I want a pair. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, yeah, and then he just like says something to um, like like just being Tony, like saying how breathtaking that uh, she is, and it's like why why him of all people <laughs> she, of all of the Avengers? Yeah, it's just yeah. like uh, I don't know. I've had enough of dating the guys with giant man sized egos and bank accounts and the ant man sized everything else. <laughs> Damn, savage. Uh I like I like the constant jokes in this about how uh Hawkeye is kind of the poor man's Avenger. Like yeah. He's the worst Avenger. Yeah, that comes up a lot in this issue in particular. So they're at a fundraising event being run. It's for Feast, which is the organization I think that is does May run it or she just yeah. she She's runs like, it at this point. Yeah. yeah. So she runs it and it kind of leads into like someone who's like embodies the word hero and is the top donator for this event and tony stark's like all right it's my it's my Wait, time starts to adjusting his tie yeah and then they announce like clip barton you know hawkeye is the one is the top donor he's like which, oh which i right. can only imagine he did it just to beat out tony he absolutely to be the did. top charity yeah and then I, tony like, and nightners both say what the fuck <laughs> yeah yeah um and then he goes on stage and like acting acting like he accepted an award she's like this there's no award mr barton (laughs) he gives this really bad speech and everyone's like he's really bad at this he quotes guns and roses (laughs) yeah yeah he's i think he's at the poet w axel rose (laughs) (laughs) oh and yeah night nurse is talking to peter parker and he's taking pictures i thought that yeah so he drops the mic on the speech and then on the side yeah like this is some good spider-man like he uh She's like, oh, you just take pictures? Yeah, that's my aunt. I just take pictures on the side. And then he gets a, a work emergency call. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, cut to uh, Ronan just killing a bunch of people. Uh, and then, like, deciding to, like, leave without the money. And then Spider-Man shows up. And it's like, why didn't I ever think of that? Like, <laughs> like why? oh, yeah, cool. So they kind of... There's some good banter this with this dude. Voice, and he's like, "Are you doing a voice?" Yeah, he's like, "Are you all right, slow down, Christian Bale?" <laughs> yeah, I thought that was, was like, so fun. I didn't realize that. It's like I loved you in the Machinist. So wait, yeah. Does Batman exist as a movie in the Marvel universe? Well, it, it must. If you, if you like, analyze it from that standpoint, yes, but also. I mean, it could just be—it's it's just a joke. It could just be. I for- mean, yeah, of it, course, it, it's just yeah, a joke. Just fourth wall breaking potential. Yeah, but yeah. Well, so, like, are there comics in the Marvel universe, and are they exclusive DC comics? Well, in DC, oh they in DC they make comic books of about the heroes, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, neat. Um, I feel like that has to exist. In there, the Marvel there is universe a, too. I mean, right? there's a bunch of cross universe references. It's just mostly jokes, though. Yeah, I mean, it's just a one-off joke. 
I'm going to say it's that, interesting though. I'm going to say that the uh, Christian Bale Batman movies exist, and that's what he's referencing. I try not to think about it because <laughs> then it explodes my brain. Yeah, it's it. I, it it starts rabbit hole thinking. It's like oh, the stuff yeah. with Ghostbusters. If you think about it too yeah. much, it gets... It's just too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your brain will liquefy. And then we'll end up two hours into a different podcast that I, we shouldn't absolutely. have started. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that no one would want to listen to. Well, next week on The Multiverse. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Just Jimmy Olsen's crazy born. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think we, ju- we get some classic Spider-Man banter uh, and action and stuff like that. Uh, and then eventually he throws a sword. He's like, hey, you almost got me. He's like, I wasn't trying to. And he hits like a propane tank and the whole building just blows up. And the whole time he's just talking about bad guy vibes and he's sitting there trying to keep the building together. And he's like, yeah, definitely bad guy vibes. <laughs> and I think this next piece was like my favorite part of this book. So like, yeah, it's so great. It's so good. So it's the, the, uh, cuts the, to Hawkeye. The lead like, in, it's like the next day, Sunset Park, New York, outside the best taco spot in Brooklyn. And it's just Hawkeye just like getting shot out by what appears to just be a bucket. <laughs> with guns for arms <laughs> he's the human bomb. bomb the human bomb which i have never is that like a is that like a recurring character at marvel i've never uh, heard of i don't the know human it is bomb. in dc but he's in there he's just getting shot he's like why did you start shooting at me? he's like i didn't you started shooting up a bank right across from the taco place i was at he's like, also like they had to send the worst avenger yeah after yeah, yeah, he's, yeah the human bomb's insulted because they sent the worst event and then and then hawkeye's like whoa whoa wait we're not talking what about like gilgamesh or stingray (laughs) yeah Yeah. and star fox i guess (laughs) he says uh and then eventually like um so he's like hiding in my heart and then just luke cage just walks up with the newspaper he's like yo what's up clint what what are you doing man and like i love luke because he's just getting shot and yeah he's just he's just standing there he's not even ducking and then but meanwhile cliff is like Ducking behind a car that just bullets are whizzing past him. And, <laughs> yeah. it's, and it's just a constant rain of glass from the car. <laughs> yeah. And his shirt's getting like progressively more ripped <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he makes a comment about it later. It's like, can you like duck down? Like it's really emasculating <laughs> that you just stand there. I like to cause cause uh Luke is confronting him about being Ronin and, and yeah again so this is like, like everyone else yeah like everyone else and he's like no i was at a fundraiser last night and then he holds up the newspaper and then it just gets blown to pieces because <laughs> naturally and then they have a conversation about like you know is Ronin so bad and then luke cage kind of gets on his uh you know instead of just beating up drug dealers like why don't we just like help the people that are on drugs so we can actually like help people <laughs> instead of you know just you know punishing people and not really doing anything yeah it says if he really wanted to do good he'd be out in the neighborhood helping people with addiction not just uh wailing on the dudes who sell that junk yeah that is like it's like uh like your charity thing last night class moved he's like i mostly did it to impress my girlfriend and then she wasn't impressed (laughs) (laughs) and then and then luke cage just gets fed up of the human bomb and he picks up a manhole cover and throws it at him yeah and it's just done yeah (laughs) done so good and then he's like damn it i am the worst avenger (laughs) (laughs) and then eventually i like he uh they oh my god there's so many good little lines here he's like yeah you want to get some food i just saved you so you can at least buy me a taco he's like fine but i have to go collect my arrows first like how how much could arrows cost they're not free and then he's like i already ate he's like dude you can watch me eat a taco (laughs) yeah (laughs) so then it cuts to the red hood the hood Oh, just the hood, not Red yeah. Hood. That's not Batman. Jason Todd, yeah. That's Batman. And they're talking about the human bomb, and like he's like, "Why do I? Why do I care?" He's like, "You were at his, you were at his wedding last year." He's like, 
he's the one with the monkey tail, right? He's like, no, no, he just has a big metal suit of armor with a bomb painted on it. <laughs> and his reaction is like, oh, hot wife. He's in a coma. Get her phone number. Yeah. It's like, damn, this dude is not a good guy. So he's interrogating some like rival mob guy about Ronan, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, his IT guy is like desperately trying to give him news that would help. That would help a l- help save this man and from this interrogation which lasts all of literally one question and then he just shoots him in the face <laughs> like it doesn't and then he's like oh is ronan attacking anyone else he's like yeah we could have asked the guy you just shot like what is wrong with you <laughs> and then i guess they decide to go like pick up some more cronies uh but then it cuts back to clint um going to a <laughs> hospital with a with a big bag of money and it's like the ladies at the front desk are just like you can't just walk in here he's like no it's cool i'm a superhero <laughs> here we are again with a duffel bag full of cash and it's oh my god you're right that is a theme in mo- in comics that we have been reading it, recently it is everyone's just big on bags of cash yeah and his, his basically he's he just rolls into like uh, i guess the head of the hospital's office and just pitches like hey we could open a free rehab clinic Fair in the way. neighborhood and they laugh in his face yeah He's like, well, uh, you know, sir, it's very condescending, like, oh, it's very admirable that you would do this, but you don't understand what it would take. We need all this money. And again, he just drops off a duffel bag full of money. But but he also, in pitching it, uh, says the exact same thing that Luke Cage said. Yes, he does. Which I thought was pretty great. Yeah, he's like, oh, so he's learning a little bit, so that's good. Um. And I, I like the one. He's like, I have a theory. Every person who wears a suit to work is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And I, I don't know if I can disagree with that. <laughs> uh, uh, so th- this is one of those books that I get to come. This the uh, commentary around this book is like very Casey. <laughs> it's a shame that she's not here to talk about it. With yeah. Us. So then we cut back to the action and it's Ronan just killing people. He's at like the the hood's hideout at this point, right? Yeah, and he runs into the aforementioned IT guy, which uh this guy's great. He's just like, uh, you know, give me the code to the safe. He's like, I can't do it. No, you know, the hood will kill me. He's like, I'll kill you. He's like, I don't think you will. It's like, no, I know you won't because you're Hawkeye. He's like, I no, I've merely adopted uh no, it's Bane it's a, voice. It's a scary voice, man. But look, and he pulls up <laughs> he pulls up footage of of Hawkeye like breaking someone's arm ronan breaking someone's arm and puts them side by side is like same same size same speed same moves crazy right like yeah so yeah you're hawkeye and the ronan takes off the mask and he's just like it's it appears to be clint he just says shit (laughs) or what the fuck does that mean so clearly we've already established that he definitely well where did he get that duffel bag full of money there was a duffel bag full of money at the the drug dealer fighting spider-man it's a good like or, but he was he was at that charity function yeah. that Spider Man left. No, right. but, and also last issue he was people. grappling with. Ronan. Oh yeah, he was fighting. Oh, Ronan. Yeah. So maybe there is this like is a, the jackal involved? Like what the hell's oh, going on? Oh, I hope on? so. Yeah, is this like an? I don't know. <laughs> like an? Is it like an LMD or like what's going on? I yeah, mean, that was. I mean, it's maybe, but I. I love this twist because it just immediately raises 50 more answers. Yeah, we're like an issue two. It's like, yeah. oh, there's a clone? Like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Like, this is crazy. Like, But this is a really fun book on top of everything else, and I think this will make it somehow f- more fun. Like, sure. Like, this is a wild it's book. It's, yeah. It was really good. Uh, I, I'm, I'm liking it. So maybe, I don't know, maybe there's some weird magic going on. Does Hood have, like, magic, or is he just a dude that wears a hood? Uh, it is magic. 
He has a magic hood. The, the magic is, yeah, the hood's magic. The hood is in the magic. But the hood is hood isn't magic. The hood's hood is magic. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> whenever he's whenever he's in the hood the hood is a dude with a magic hood <laughs> that's a dumb yeah but also i think he's cursed by a devil i don't i'm just I don't, I don't know if he's maybe somehow doing it but like why would he attack his own stashes so that doesn't make any sense yeah i don't know i don't know yeah. i'm two issues in and i'm very confused with a hawkeye book so i guess that's fun yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, i think we talked about on. it last time but we find out where he got his money from he sold his apartment building. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, we find that out. So we now we know why he has a whole bunch well, of money. Well, he had a bunch of money from having an apartment building. And, and then, then he, he sold, sold and it. And then he sold the apartment yeah. building. And, and now, now he's just kind of poor again. Or I guess he has a bunch of money saved up from that. But again, he's just walking around town with duffel bags full yeah, of cash. But he's recollecting his arrows. So. Oh, uh, yeah. I so maybe he's poor. He is poor again. Yeah, but he's like using the, what money he has left. Maybe they're just expensive arrows. I mean, they're probably expensive because yeah. they're like explosive and stuff. Yeah, so you're like, oh, you might as well want to collect. Plus, you got <laughs> you got to pay for the color branding. Oh well, yeah, they're his arrows. Like yeah. no one else can use them. That's yeah. just can't be misrepresented. We're getting way off track here. This is Ghostbusters yeah. all over again. Yeah, this we need to stop. <laughs> this is a good place to stop. I think. <laughs> so X Men. Yeah. Right. Well, X Force. Oh, X Force. So there's X Men in it. Dude, I. <laughs> I needed some Hank McCoy in my life. And you, you got a lot of it. I got a lot of it, but man. I think, we've, I think we've said it before, but it's very safe to say with this issue, if you weren't feeling this book up until now, this is the issue to try to Drop see. back in. Yeah. Yeah, because I, 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 the same thing, I didn't, I didn't buy this. I ended up buying it on Comixology because we were going to cover it. Mm-hmm. And then I read it and I was like, oh, wow, this is yes. good. Yep. It, and, and I even felt like you didn't, really need to read the other ones you could just kind of hop in and read this one yeah Yeah. which was kind of cool it kind of reset what the series was going to be going forward like i said lots of hank mccoy he narrates this whole issue right Mm -hmm. yeah okay Uh, hank is he's been one of my favorite x-men for a long time Mm -hmm. i love beast but his character development over the last like god maybe 10 years or so has taken a weird turn. Yeah, it's been interesting. <laughs> He's not a good dude. We'll say that. So, like, is he... And so I'm not super familiar. So is he, like, m- just made a, a lot of poor choices that didn't go well? Or he just... Did he purposely make... He's it, it kind of started choices. with him just make he, he keeps making bad decisions. Okay. But now I think he's just like, fuck it, I don't care. And he's just kind of like... He's like, I'm going to do what's necessary. Yeah, and I haven't... Again, I haven't read. Like, he seems very egotistical. I don't know if that's. He's very sure of himself. Yeah, he's. V- yeah, like, well, I think it works. I mean, it works with this book, and it works with kind of the the attitude towards that the, the mutants kind of have now towards Krakoa. Yeah. They're gods yeah. now. So maybe yeah. he's like fully adopted that mentality. Not um, not here. Bad guy, but just uh, willing to do what it takes to make sure that. His people are safe. Yes. Right. Yes. Regardless of yeah, he's, what that may mean. He's at war. Yeah, that's his mentality. Like, for sure. like, like this team is at war. And this is the this is the the tone of the book that I expected from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like this is like CIA like wet works like this is like yeah like you know, like, like we're we're a, we're a new sovereign nation with all of these rules and laws and and you know lines that we don't cross. 
Except X Force. But X Force has always been that team that crosses those lines. Yeah, well, and, right. and that that's like Cyclops gives that speech like back when yeah. Craig and Yost wrote X Force. I was I was actually thinking about that issue specifically yeah, when yeah. I was reading this, where he's like, "Look, I need you to be the team that does what we as X Men can't do." Yeah, and this is a hell of a team. Yeah. So you got Beast is kind of like lead, the leader. He's the guy in the chair. Yep. You got Domino, Quentin Quire. Uh, Jean Grey, Wolverine. Wolverine. So it's a it's a kind of so it kind of opens up with them in Terra Verde, I guess. So would be it. Um, yeah, it's a new. It's a well, it's a small nation. It's like a small nation. Yeah. So kind of opens up, and they're trying to they're kind of getting uh, messages from saying you know the target should arrive soon, and Wolverine's like, no, nah, I could I could smell them. They're here. <laughs> so it kind of opens right up with some action with them with some overlay from. Beast from Beast, kind of talking about like it's almost like a a symphony, like and his, the these are his like they talking about how musicians, yeah, his his uh he conduct he's like conductor of a of a symphony, yeah. yeah. He's, he keeps describing the the mutants on the team as different instruments, instruments. yeah, and it's very it's kind of unsettling. It is the way he's describing. Who's the the woman in the the chair? Sage. 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 Thank you. Okay, I, I couldn't remember her name. But um, but yeah, because he he clearly doesn't think of these people who he's been family and teammates with his whole life as people anymore. He's they're not just, seeing them. That, they're they're, in, they're tools. Yes, the tools to accomplish. And again, the vibe from him is the tools to accomplish his end. Like because he's saying, "I am the conductor. I I am the one. I control all information. I'm in charge of interpreting it. Basically, I am." I'm the one who's going to do this. I'm going to protect Krakoa from anything with bribes, memory erasure, false new reports, going killing some people. Like it doesn't matter. He's going to do it. He's a dictator. Yeah, in in, in this realm, uh, essentially. So, and again, the the action behind they're killing these like weird like plant monster guys. Yeah. So we get a data page from the, Dude, the nation. This was crazy. And um, essentially the. They're like a small nothing, oh, yeah, that database, small too. nothing nation. Um, but they've started putting money. Uh, they they kind of uh got stabilized with a new president. Um, yeah. and he's kind of put a lot of money and power into researching um tech that is uh organic. So yeah, they call it telefluoronics. Yeah, telefluoronics. So that is. It's kind of similar to uh, all the Krakoan tech that we we're seeing now, right? And um, they're suing. They like try to sue Krakoa, right? Or they- yeah, they tried to sue because like they're trying to say like the Krakoan medicine was like a ripoff of their technology and like, yeah was gonna like bankrupt them as a nation because like they just their technology was like nanotechnology but for organic material. So like um, it's very interesting background on the actual nation of like what's going on and then uh it says uh that the president after a series of private talks has agreed to sign with the mutants so then we cut to uh the president kind of giving a a speech or like yeah having a speech with uh, xavier Um, and he kind of gets attacked by these same people that um they're fighting but like before that there's the other data page in here which i thought was really interesting well that's after Oh, am I? It's the other way around. Whoa. That's weird. Yeah, I was looking at yours going like, why are you on that page already? That's, w- that's way later. That's so... So we can talk about it later, but like, 
Yeah, that's super weird. So yours isn't the same order as mine? Yeah, I have the Xavier's Confession yeah, first. Okay. Same. Oh. Oh, that's weird. So the print version is different than the digital version. What the? I don't like that. That I don't like that at all. Okay, so we can come back to it later when you get to it. So because it probably makes more sense where it comes up in your issue because it it felt really out of place this early in the issue, to me. Wait, that's so weird. Yeah, I've never because that whole segment, the whole segment's out of order. It looks like because I I go right from Hank sitting in the chair with Sage to to the press Xavier's con- confession. Oh. Same. Well, this to the press conference. Same. Well, this goes hand in hand with the press conference. Yeah, that makes more sense. So, like, Xavier's confession should not be there. Because this is talking about how the nation... It's talking about the nation yeah, state. What? Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> so we could, we'll swing back to it, the Xavier's confession, for Whoa. sure. Yeah, that's bonkers. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I didn't know. No, like, it was fine. It it makes way that, more sense. That, does ma- that, that ties this together way better. Yeah. It, like I said, when I was reading, I'm like, oh, that's weird that they put that there. But I was like, oh, whatever. It's well, fine. Yeah, that's a huge reveal. Yeah, it is, no, a, yeah, it is a huge re- Exactly. So okay. we'll, well, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to it. <laughs> My, it makes way more sense the way you have it. So, cool. So they All do right. this c- press conference, and you got Black Tom and Xavier's there. Black Tom is insufferable. He's... Okay, cool. I'm glad I'm not the only... I, I like, why like is this guy here? Yeah, like, get he, out. You seem terrible. Because he's a bodyguard. You have a dumb mustache. Get out of my face. Keeps referring to himself in the third person. Yeah, I know. So, essentially, Dad. these same techno-organic people attack the um Yeah, well, just as he's about press to conference. announce, like, you know, we're... We're uh, signing the deal we're with We're signing Kokoa. the deal with yeah. Kakoa. Uh, he's like, no, you're not. And uh, these guys turn into, like... T- Trees, tree things. They look like man plants. things. It's very <laughs> yeah, plant man. Tree men. Tree men. Yeah, they're tree men. Tree men. Yeah, and then and then he kind of cuts to Black Tom ex- explaining it to Beast, and they're kind of going back and forth, and they kind of determine that the target wasn't the 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 president, the president. president thank son. you. It was the president's son. When they, they took him, and they took him. Yeah. So, uh, very. Spec off and then Beast was like, so Xavier didn't get hurt, and the president hardly got hurt, and he's like, yeah, because Black Tom's good at his job. Yeah, Black Tom thought it was all him, and Beast's like, no, (laughs) no, no, it's not that. (laughs) So they pop back over to the uh, estate, presidential estate, and they sneak in. Beast punches his doctor in the face (laughs) and just knocks him out clean. Doctor's like to the president, like, you should get some rest, and Beast is like, you should heed that advice. Just just punches punches him in the face. Yeah, damn. So, and this, again, this is really cool. I, I really am liking this vibe with the X-Force because they just kind of go in, they do their thing. Like, it's like an unspoken thing that they do. It's like, yeah. it's like oh, if I talk to you, they'll they'll kill my son. He's like, all right, don't talk. And Jean Grey reads his mind and kind of gets the whole background that we're talking yeah, about. So like, find, so find I, I don't the, like how they drew his dad bod in, the, in this. The president. <laughs> He's got was, some chub going on. It was on very that's... realistic. Yeah. Yeah. It was like almost... It made me self-conscious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh... It's like, is that what is that what my body looks like? Ugh. <laughs> rough. Uh, so you find out that these techno, they call them techno-fluoronic scientists, kind of kidnapped the sun, and they've turned into yeah. these, these creatures. They, and the way they talked about it was like the people working on the atom bomb getting radiated themselves. Right. So the so uh, the the telefluoronic technology is not exactly working out the way that they hoped. It's like Tree Ultron. Kind of great. And they actually kind of talk about it a little bit later. They talk about it like um, 
it's like the the organic version of an Omega Sentinel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's why he like so Beast is basically like scorched earth with yeah, these like, things. We can't have that. Get so they're yeah. really strong because yeah, they're really strong, and he's like, this could be another version of the Omega Cycle, which meaning it could lead to a how does he put it? Um, oh, uh, like an Omega- or, like an organic. Nimrod, which would yes. be the equivalent of a nightmare guy, a living hostile Earth. So he's like, "Yeah, you gotta." He pretty much tells Jean, "Like, leave no witnesses. Like, clean, clean it up." He's like, are, and she's like, "Are you, are you sure?" Like, yeah. I so thought then we weren't supposed to kill anybody. Yeah, and then he's like, "There's a point where even a, a cyborg stops becoming a man." Yeah. Uh, and I love this Jean moment. Is like, you know, she, so she takes care of business in a very. Uh, I, the art is phenomenal in this, I thought. The color and all that stuff. I thought it was really cool. I like the art. I feel like the color was kind of lacking. You didn't like the color? Yeah. I, yeah, maybe it didn't pop as much, but I liked how they it just, showed her it just power. It unrendered. Okay. I don't know. I, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I just like, you know, <laughs> Beast says, thank you, Gene. You did the right thing. And she's just like, Beast, don't fucking patronize me. Like, yeah, it's like, I love that. That was all. Like, she's like, look. You're I'm- not out here. Yeah. That's the vibe I took. It's like, you're running the show, but you're not out here actually killing anybody. So, look, I'm still Gene. Yeah. You know, like, I'm still an Omega mutant. Don't right. talk to me like I'm some kid. Yeah. So, she rolls up on the rest of the crew fighting off these things. And the, on top of it, looks like, um, oh my God, I can't remember what these are called. They're pyramids, but for South America. <laughs> oh, uh, there's a specific name for them. I can't remember what they're called. The Mayan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Moving on. Yeah. yeah. It's not important. So it's, <laughs> the sun is up top. He's up there, and you know, Wolverine's like, oh, we got. He's like, but I don't. And then you, f- the big reveal with him is he's also been turned into one of these things. Like he is a one of these techno floronic organic yeah. guys. And then uh, it cuts <sighs> to him strapped to a table and Beast is talking and turns Dude. out that he staged his own kidnapping yeah. to sabotage the meeting. Yeah, so he wanted to basically like sabotage the meeting so they don't sign the treaty and then take the medicine and the technology and use that as the stepping stone for his country's greatness. Yeah. And his dad didn't want to do that obviously. Um and this is probably the this the was brutal. main motivation as to why Beast is so brutal in this is because yeah. this, like if they didn't do this, it was going to be a huge problem. Yeah, and the way he puts it, like he basically like it looks like he's he's getting strapped down by a Krakoan vine. Oh then- yeah, so Beast reworks the technology to where anytime it tries to bond with a host, it overrides their brain. Yeah, so it pretty much melted his brain. Yeah, like just scrambled it turned him into like it and they it shows him later like the hot like it turns him into a vegetable essentially yeah which is like pretty pretty brutal it's just like a drooling and then the whole time he's basically saying i'm gonna do this no one's gonna be able to find out no one's gonna be able to tie it to me i'm you know the president will sign the treaty he'll give his citizens our medicine i'll save millions of people and basically this is the justifications like sometimes a little along makes a greater right bold decisions have to be made and bold decisions are never made by a committee that's why x-force is this i'm its conductor and i'm always five steps ahead of everyone else and i'm never wrong but all the while yeah the this dude is he turns into like a liquid tree and is and goes out the window and like, like martian manhunter yeah and like reforms and he look like yeah so they're gonna they're gonna he's gonna come back He's like a T one thousand, but like, <laughs> yeah. a tree. but a but a plant, yeah, yeah, yeah. a tree one thousand. Ah, there it is. 
So we could circle back to this. Then we can talk about this data page. This data page that is just not in the right spot. So, like, it's titled Xavier's Confession. And is this kind of written? I I guess it's written by Beast. I can't. It doesn't really say. Because it's all in the third, talking about he. And so basically, it talks about the first issue of X Force where Xavier was shot, essentially, basically saying they needed. A Lusitania, a Pearl Harbor, a, a a traumatic event like their leader being shot in the face before they kind of all got on board and realized like um we would cement this is how they would cement the faith in the nation and ready everyone for what was to come. Like they needed to do this. So So in issue one, Xavier dies. Yes. And a lot of people's issue with, with it was it felt like it was just kind of uh like shock and awe like it wasn't yeah. it was it was it was all uh just kind of nothing like nothing came of it right and uh it didn't matter so right. now we so now it kind of plays back into the the grand scheme of things and it's showing that it's this a, is how they are trying to unite the mutants yeah. behind the the call whatever cause so it is. manipulative yeah it's like so fucked up pr- yeah <laughs> so it was planned by I'm assuming I guess by Beast, potentially or that someone someone like so these people that they were fighting that they that were they behind those these same people capturing Domino? Yeah. Like how how far does their involvement go or may- in that? Yeah, I've seen a different bunch of like things online. Like maybe uh, it's just talking about like they were they were kind of waiting for something to happen. Mm-hmm. And then when they did, they they took advantage of yeah, it. Yeah, took advantage of is it. Is he why Kate can't can't go through the the gates? Like, does it go that far? I mean, maybe, dude. At this point, well, the way he's talking, yeah, potentially he's the master. Oh God, like, and like we were. I think we talked about. We alluded to this. Like, he's so cocky. He's so full of himself here, and he, this is the most sure of himself he's ever been. And he's wrong. Yeah, and he's he's he flat out be wrong. More wrong. And like, so how? This is gonna come back and bite and them like, hard. I, I don't, I don't understand where all of this self-assuredness is coming from because we're coming off of probably his biggest mistake, <laughs> which was, which was bringing the 1960s version of the X-Men to the present time and then getting them stuck there. That's not great. Like that was all his fault. Yeah. Jeez. And then yeah, I guess maybe he just forgot that it happened. Yeah, it's just like I'm good. It's like it, it, he forgot that you know, because c- he was grappling with that mistake for the longest time, and mm-hmm. and and he was so unsure of himself, and now suddenly he's just like villainously sure of himself. Yeah, like that's how uh, this. Yeah, it didn't feel like he was on the side of good. Like he, f- yeah, this felt it's like, scary. He's yeah, he scary. was a scary dude in this, and yeah, this issue really popped because of that for sure. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, yeah, so this is a different version of Hank than we've seen in a long time. Yeah, definitely a good spot to hop on for X Force. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I really, I really liked it. Um, but yeah, man. <laughs> now there's a freaking tree one thousand out there, <laughs> <laughs> and they so they they essentially just created a super villain. Yeah, and like probably the the the, the most dangerous one they'll they they could possibly <laughs> face. Yeah, right like now. they potentially created a a living organic version of a sentinel yeah like that's like the what they're afraid of like and a they, krakoan sentinel yeah and they made it more powerful somehow yeah like 
by rewriting it with Cohen Tech, I bet like maybe like it molded with it or something like crazy like that. You dumb dumb. Yeah. Could have just. Oh boy. Yeah, Beast, you dumb dumb idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's top stories. We did it. We made it. We made it through. Ooh. So what do we got next week? What are we looking forward to? I mean, I've got another issue of TMNT Power Rangers. Oh. That yes. book is just so good. Love it. Loving that book. Has no right to be that good. Sure doesn't. Sure, it really doesn't. <laughs> um, looks like Daphne Byrne, number two, one of the Hill House comics comes out. New Red Sonia story arc. Oh, snap. Yeah, I saw that. So exciting. <laughs> uh, new Usagi Ojimbo. Okay. It's been a while since we talked about that. Yeah, I feel like it's been a while since it came out. Oh, cool. It's cool because you kind of got me hooked on, hooked on that. It's such a good book. With Stan Sakai is, too. is great. I, I love him. Ooh, Die Volume 2. So you can really catch up there. Strike Force. Oh, yeah, there we are. Marauders. Gideon Falls. I'll be reading that. I don't know if I could talk about it, but I'll definitely be reading it. It's a very good book. Yeah. I'm sure, what X books do we got? Uh, Marauders and uh, X-Men Fantastic Four, it looks like. Oh, that, that could be a top story. Yeah, Marauders again. Yeah, we just talked about that. It's like... Is it's, it bi-weekly? I don't know. That's crazy. I don't, I don't understand how comic books come out anymore. They're so fast anymore. Yeah, we had like Daredevil. This stork comes down in a basket. <laughs> it, it's just like, I feel like every book we're, we've been covering on this show comes out like almost weekly. It's like, nuts. It's because we're reading a lot of books. It no, is. But Marauders... This is the most comics I've ever read in my life. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really enjoying this show, you guys. Yeah. Because like, like I, I'm, I'm getting exposed to a lot more books. Yeah, I, I'm reading a lot more stuff I probably would have never picked up. And just hearing about it, you know. Yeah, like, like I, The Mask, I didn't read it, but that was a fun ride. That's crazy. Like, listening to you guys talk about it. Like, that was <laughs> almost, maybe it's almost as entertaining as actually reading it. So that's been fun. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. That's what we're excited about this week. Uh, yeah. So that's it for last week's comics. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at last week's comics. Uh, find us on Facebook, too. We got a Facebook group out there. We haven't been too active on there. Maybe we should. Uh, yeah, uh, check us out. We have a listener group. Tell us what you think. We we need feedback. Are we doing a good job? We don't know. We don't know. Uh, yeah, we have no idea. Are you? Is, We're not. Is anyone out there? <laughs> In space, no one can hear you complain about comics. <laughs> also, uh, if if you want to if you want to support us and our uh, family of podcasts, go to duelinggenre.com slash support and become a member of our Patreon. Um, there's actually a new podcast out that we're kind of teasing on patreon it's uh i say we but you know the the collective dueling genre family um our producer and podcast dad uh scott corelli has a new show called theme park this it's him and a, a couple of other of our dueling genre regulars where they they kind of build their own fantasy theme parks Okay. Like, like they kind of talk about like how they would build a theme park for a specific thing, and it sounds like a great idea. Yeah, it sounds pretty fun. Scott loves theme parks, and I think he's like the perfect guy to to drive on something like that. I can't, I can't wait to dig in there. So yeah, uh, you get all kinds of cool stuff with our Patreon that other people don't get because they're not on our Patreon. So give us your money, um, and please also go support your local comic shop. Get out there, buy some comics. And we'll see you next week. Uh, For myself, Sean, RJ, and we hope Casey is feeling better. Uh, This is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.